The Planet Sport Rugby Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Planet Sport Rugby Podcast Japan 2019 and this is episode two. I'm Lynn Flint and during the duration of the Rugby World Cup, we're bringing you a daily helping of rugby news, stories and interviews to keep you informed on rugby's showpiece tournament. Plus myself and Tom Ellis, as of next week, will be in Tokyo ourselves, mixing it with the locals to bring you news right from the heart of the action. Most importantly, though, we want you to get involved as well. Send us your thoughts, your comments and your questions on the Rugby World Cup and we'll include them in our show. You can contact us on WhatsApp and the number is plus four four double seven zero seven double seven six seven nine zero. That's plus four four double seven zero seven double seven six seven nine zero. And we'll have that number for you repeated at the end of the show. Now, on today's show, we'll be previewing match day two after Japan got the tournament underway. And this sees the heavyweight clashes of New Zealand versus South Africa, Australia versus Fiji and Argentina versus France. Some really tasty fixtures there. And we'll be chatting through these early encounters with our analyst, Jeff Anderson. Plus, we'll be testing the idea of the Springboks being the dark horses and the ever-increasing hype that they could actually be favourites. But do they have what it takes and are they actually in better shape than the All Blacks? All big questions. And we'll even hear from Lions winger Madosh Tambwe for some pro player insight on why he too believes that South Africa can indeed go all the way. I've got friends that are at the box as we speak. When we speak about the national team, you can tell the excitement in their message and in their tone. So stay tuned for more Springbok chat. But we start with the upcoming matches and who better to talk to about this than a man who knows Japan. Jeff Anderson joins me on the line now. Jeff, we're underway. The fixtures are starting to come thick and fast. The Rugby World Cup is well and truly here. How are your excitement levels at the minute? Oh, it is sky high here. I mean, <laughs> you can't go anywhere without a uh, World Cup, World Cup, World Cup. As I was, every telephone pole has a World Cup banner hanging off it. On the subways and trains, they have TV monitors with advertisements, and every other advertisement is about rugby. Somebody trying, you know, to sell even perfume through rugby. <laughs> <laughs> They've just gone madhouse, madhouse. I was over uh, yesterday at the. Big, big, big uh, pavilion they'd set up there at the mega, mega sale, uh, mega tent at uh, Shinjuku Station. It's just mm. loaded with everything under the sun you want to buy World Cup. It's one of the official spots to buy things. Came out of there, 65,000 yen poorer, which is about 600 US dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make the most. It's once in a lifetime. Well, Jeff, we're, we're looking at these games that are coming up on match day two. Some really tasty ones. Let's start with Australia versus Fiji. We're just going to go through them. We'll get a score prediction from you. And also we'll look at some key men that we need to be watching out for as well. So the Fijians mm-hmm. normally, Jeff, they normally raise their game for their, for their World Cup campaign. So against Australia, may not be as obvious people think, maybe not as clear cut. For you, which way do you see this one going from the outset? Well, you know, as you're saying, Fiji on the way up, but Australia leads everybody at the World Cup with an average of 46 test caps per man in this in their 31-man squad. 46 test caps. They are experienced as anything could be. When you're at this stage, the Rugby World Cup, it counts for everything. Mm. Your experience... You have men who've 
laid more and more tests than the Fijians, who are known for small for sevens and fifteens. That's what's going to win it. Win it right there, Australia. And uh, I, I say, your man of the match, you need to watch Adam Ashley Cooper. Yeah, uh, he's really going to be flying. He's got seventeen World Cup matches under his belt. He needs just five more, which means he needs to reach the quarterfinal to equal Richie McCarr and Jason Leonard's 22 World Cup matches. I went for Bernard Foley in the end. Normally, Foley at fly half. If he kicks well, Australia play very well. Jeff, what would your score mm-hmm. prediction be? Oh, uh, yeah, I I don't think this is going to be uh, close at all. <laughs> I think you can probably see something like 40 to 10, maybe 17, but it's going to be quite a wide margin. Okay, I'm going for 35-17 to the Wallabies. So quite similar thoughts there, Jeff. Now, Argentina versus France. This is really interesting. You've got the hardworking Argentines who you know are going to put in a very good shift. And then you've got France, Jeff, who are very inconsistent from tournament to tournament. You never really know what you're going to get. Even if we just look at the the recent Six Nations, they're all over the place. Which France do you think, though, Mm -hmm. will turn up to this World Cup? It uh, depends uh, a little bit on uh, injury. Uh, their center, Wesley Fontana, has a thigh injury. Uh, experienced man, you want him back in there, but things are heating up. Uh, they can feel the excitement. They're getting punchy, and um, they are really, really hyper. Uh, France are, and, I, and both teams have fantastic scrums it's going to be one in the forwards i believe Mm. and therefore i'm going to just give the edge to france argentina's always had an excellent pack but again france yeah i just think they're a little more experienced and they're going to have the energy more so than the argentines to be honest i haven't heard much coming out of the argentina camp as i have the france camp so i'm going with france and i'm going to say it's going to be a real close one like uh 20 to 15 I think France are going to show up and I think they're going to put on a bit of a performance. I'm going for 41-10 to France. I think Ooh. they're going to put a marker down wow. early doors. Going to put some sushi on it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Let's make it interesting. <laughs> right, Jeff, the big one. South Africa versus New Zealand. Definitely the, the fixture of the group stages across all of them. And of course, both sides will be Absolutely. desperate, won't they, to mark out their credentials for the tournament. Pretty much tipped as the top two as we go forward. Uh, do you think both teams, though, Jeff, will play this a bit safe? Do you think it'll be quite cagey, a bit of a dress rehearsal, or could this be an explosive fixture? What do you think? No, they're going all out because the loser will have to play the winner of Pool A in the quarterfinal, which right now is number one in the world ranked Ireland. <laughs> and I don't think uh, any, either South Africa or New Zealand wants to face them. Uh, the winner instead would face either uh, Scotland or Japan. Now, that would be a really good game, but uh, Japan will, isn't going to have a chance against the All Blacks. So um, they're, they're really going to be fighting on this one to get the easier quarterfinal. So who, who's going to edge so, it in, uh, in your books? Boy. Now, here's the key to the game. Is Brody Ritalik going to be playing or not? Is he fit or not? New Zealand's coach says, oh, we've got a full squad. But he doesn't say how fit they are. No. I think the key is going to be if Retallick plays, you, you'll see the uh, lineouts controlled more by New Zealand. They'll get more ball, and it will be a very close game. I think if he doesn't play, uh, then we'll shake hands and say congratulations, South Africa. I think Brody is going to be 
the key right here. The Planet Sport Rugby Podcast. Right, it's over to you. You've heard what we have to say on that. Who do you think is more likely to win the Rugby World Cup? The Springboks or the All Blacks or maybe someone else entirely? Get in touch with us using our WhatsApp number, which is plus four four double seven zero seven double seven six seven nine zero and tell us who you're tipping to be raising that trophy in a few weeks time well jeff let's just look at this spring box a little bit more closely let's put them under mm-hmm. the microscope because a lot has been made of them in the media leading up even at the bookies their odds to win are being shortened day by day and they've they've clearly got something going lots of people are saying they can actually go all the way. Razzy Erasmus has got a brilliant box squad here. How much do you think of this mm-hmm. hype mm-hmm. is because of their Test Championship triumph earlier in the summer? Because that's that's got to give them momentum. Absolutely. Uh, yes, it has. It has given them uh, more enthusiasm and confidence. And when you can win that championship, you've got that confidence going for you. But on the other hand, you know, Blacks are going to be saying, is that what they think, man? Uh, we're hurting. We're going to come back and prove revenge. Who is the better team overall? So you got one hyped the winner and the other one says, I'm going to show you. It's going to be a real bruiser. And uh, that that's just, I think, the key game of the whole four, four pools. This first one, New Zealand, South Africa. It's too bad they have to play right off the yeah. first weekend instead of the last weekend. Definitely. There's nothing else in Pool B, Italy, Namibia, Canada. Forget it. <laughs> so do you agree then, Jeff? They could be world champions. We could be looking at them in a few weeks' time as the best in the world, or do you think it's oh, a bit of an overstatement? For sure, yeah. I mean, they're on a roll. They're, they're on a roll. Um, look at Pool B. There's five World Cup winners, uh, New Zealand three, South Africa two, and uh, South Africa. They're rolling. If they get past New Zealand... I, I could see them going all the way. I really could. They're just going to be so sky-high confident. Mm. If the All Blacks win, it depends how South Africa bounces back. Of course, they're going to blitz Italy, Namibia, and Canada. But uh, would they be ready for Ireland and uh, get themselves back up, have confidence that they could beat number one Ireland in the quarterfinal? Don't know. Right, Jeff, let's get some mm-hmm. pro player feedback at this point. It's time to hear from Lions winger Madosh Tamboy, who I spoke to very recently, and he's actually aiming in four years' time to be wearing that Bok jersey at the next World Cup. I asked him a very similar question. Can the box go all the way in Japan? And here's what he had to say about the possibility of them doing just that. I feel like the box is in a good space. Um, I feel like there's a lot of talented people at the box at this very moment. I've got friends that are at the box as we speak. Mm. When we speak about the national team, you can tell the excitement in their message and in their tone. I feel like the culture right now at the box is, it's superb. And there's there's also guys that are not too old, not too young. There's like a balance of everything. I feel they stand a very good chance of actually bringing the trophy back to South Africa. Like, you know, they've they've been producing a lot of good, great results and they've been consistent, you know, in the performances. So uh, I don't I don't I don't see why they shouldn't win it, to be honest. You know, but like I said, you know, it's sport again. You know, you never like you never know what happens. So I'm just hoping that the base happens, that South Africa win it and they can carry that momentum 
from the championship, winning the championship on into the World Cup, and hopefully, you know, be crowned champions. Okay, so off the back of that, then Jeff, you've already mentioned that South Africa and New Zealand have won many World Cups in recent times. How much of that do you think will decide where the World Cup goes to? How how important is it to know how to win a World Cup and have done it before? It's extremely important because really this this game of rugby union is a religion in New Zealand. And so people really go out for New Zealand. It is their sport. Nothing else matters. And so there's just extra oomph there. That's what I can say from the, the culture, the citizens, the expectations, the history, the pride, more pride from New Zealand than South Africa. I know South Africa is big on rugby, but really not as big as New Zealand. Rugby, rugby, rugby. Is it fair to say then that you only really see this World Cup going one of two ways, New Zealand or South Africa? That is correct. The Planet Sport Rugby Podcast. There's just time to look forward to tomorrow's show where we'll actually be hearing from Namibia scrum half Damien Stevens as he talks to us about what it's like being World Cup underdogs. Here's a taste. I won't say that we're going in the World Cup thinking that we're going to win because obviously not. We're definitely going to go out there and give it our best and work on what we have been working on for the past four years. Don't forget, you can catch up with all of Japan 2019 podcasts on the free Planet Sport Rugby podcast app. So why not download that today? If you haven't done already, just head over to Google Play and enter our name in there. Now, earlier I promised our WhatsApp number once again for you so you can get in contact with us with all your thoughts, comments and questions surrounding the Rugby World Cup. So here it is, that number again, plus four four double seven zero seven double seven six seven nine zero that's plus four four double seven zero seven 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 six seven nine zero be great to hear from you go ahead now and get in touch with us i'm lynn flint and you've been listening to the planet sports rugby podcast japan 2019 which is a passion for sport production <laughs>